Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, episode 61. Today is Monday, December 23rd. We're coming at you later in the day following a Bruins win over the Washington Capitals. Before we get into that, may I remind you that we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Um, my name is Ian McLaren. I am your host of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. You can find me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. You can also f- also find the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins or even send me an email at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com. Uh, this is the final show before the Christmas break. Uh, the Bruins are off for three days and so am I. I'll be back at you on Friday, December 27th, as the Bruins prepare for a home-and-home with the uh, Buffalo Sabres after Christmas. But before we get to that, let's recap uh, tonight's win over the Washington Capitals, hand out some Christmas presents to some Bruins players, and take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL um, here on Monday evening. Uh, But first... Let me tell you about Casper. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash locked on NFL and using locked on NHL at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all of their offers from Locked On Sponsors at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash offers. I think Micah Malloy on Twitter said it best when he tweeted at me and said, after the last two weeks, this is the kind of game the Bruins needed. Merry Christmas to us. Hashtag spoke to be. Very well said, Micah. And I could not agree more. That's not to say it was perfect by any means, but the Bruins got the job done, defeating the Washington Capitals by a score of 7-3 here on Monday night. Uh, The Bruins jumped out to a very uh, big and important four-goal lead after a dominant first period. Uh, The Capitals kind of uh, carried the play from that point, but that's to be expected in terms of Uh, Score effects, the Bruins kind of sitting back, defending a lead, some penalties here and there. Uh, But the Bruins got the four goals uh, early on to make it 4-0 with Jake DeBrusque opening the scoring at the 537 mark. Brad Marchand scoring his first goal in several games. Uh, Anders Bjork scoring less than 30 seconds after Marchand. And Bergeron uh, adding another in the first period to give the team that 4-0 lead at the time. Um, Sorry, the Bruins actually had a 5-0 lead after Charlie Coyle scored his 100th career goal on a nifty little setup by Brad Marchand. Shorthanded goal, 5-0. About midway through the second period Uh, from there, The uh, Capitals kind of dominated play, but again, that's kind of score effects, playing from behind, really putting on the offensive pressure. Uh, The Capitals actually 
finished the game with a 42 to 17 shot advantage, if you can believe that. Uh, the Bruins two for six on the power play, the shorthanded goal as well, and uh, kind of Washington started pouring on the shots after the game was well in hand, um, and the Bruins were able to emerge with a big seven to three win, uh, a nice offensive outburst for this team after um, losing eight of their last nine. Um, and it was nice to see this game just finish in regulation. The Bruins get a big win and um, let's see who are the big performers for the Bruins. Uh, Bergeron with two goals, Krejci with a goal, two assists to lead the team with uh, three points. Coyle with a goal and an assist. Uh, Marshan with a goal and an assist. Pasternak with two assists. So uh, offense spread out up and down the lineup as the Bruins emerged victorious from this game, their final game uh, before the uh, Christmas break. Now, like I said, there were some concerning things from this game, notably uh, two apparent injuries suffered by um, both uh, Tory Krug, who was victim of a clean, albeit uh, seemingly injurious hit levied by Tom Wilson, and then very late in the game, TJ Oshie drove Charlie McAvoy into the boards quite hard, and he went down the tunnel as well. Uh, Krug left the game, did not return for the third period. Uh, the hit to McAvoy was very late. He immediately skidded off. I don't know if that was a function of him being injured or just the end of the game, going to the quiet room to get looked at. But uh, if one or both of those guys is injured, then... Um, it would obviously be detrimental to this team's uh, short-term chances. Now, um, like I said, the result of this game was positive in that they won 7-3. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if there were any residual effects from these two hits. Uh, I mentioned Tom Wilson. He was later ejected from the game after uh, a scuffle with uh, David Pasternak that appeared to have been literally spearheaded by Wilson taking a stick and poking Pasternak in a tender area, uh, his noodle, his meatballs, whatever you want to call it. Uh, very uncool on Wilson's part. Uh, he received a uh, misconduct for those actions. Um, I don't believe Oshi was penalized. In fact, he was not. Um, at the time I'm recording this, the game literally just ended. Uh, I've enjoyed a cider or two, so uh, I don't have all the facts straight here. But uh, the fact is the Bruins um, won the game. We'll have to wait and see if there's any news on Krug and McAvoy. I would not expect any big updates on them until after the Christmas break, but hopefully they're able to um, shake off those hits and they're not seriously injured. Uh, McAvoy didn't even have the puck when uh, Oshie levied that hit on him. Uh, the Wilson one, like I said, was fairly clean, uh, but... The one by Oshi was uh, pretty dirty. Maybe not dirty, but just uh, late and targeting a player without the puck. And then Wilson, like I mentioned, uh, poked Pasternak in the nuts with his sticks. 
that warranted a uh, game misconduct or a, a misconduct at the very least. So all that to say, the Bruins end the uh, pre-Christmas portion of their schedule on a high note, uh, beating the Capitals, who they've had uh, just scads of problems with in the past. Uh, Coyle gets his 100th career goal. Uh, Marchand scores for the first time in a while, and the Bruins uh, are able to move past this uh, downswing uh, of theirs as of late and uh, celebrate Christmas on a high note. Uh, it's it's good that they did win as the Leafs won earlier in the day. Uh, Montreal is up on Winnipeg. Uh, Tampa Bay is up on Florida. So those two teams kind of hot on Boston's heels. And um, the Atlantic Division is not wrapped up by any stretch. Uh, but the Bruins pick up the two points to uh, just uh, remain atop the Atlantic Division by quite a healthy margin. Uh, we'll see if there's any um, suspensions or any uh, hearings for Oshi. Not playing the puck at all. Dangerous hit on McAvoy. And again, hopefully he is okay. Um, and uh, yeah, we will update that uh, when we come back on the podcast here on Friday. But um, yeah, concerning... Uh, not knowing what's going on with Krug and McAvoy. But uh, again, the win is big for this team and hopefully they can uh, come back and ride this high into the home and home against Buffalo coming up after the break. All right, let's keep the good times rolling and hand out some Christmas gifts to the Boston Bruins. I put out a call on Twitter the other day for some suggestions Couple of responses, lukewarm at best, but I understand it's uh, a busy time of year and uh, don't have time to be adding me on Twitter. Let's start with Tukarask. I believe Tukarask deserves some GD respect this Christmas. We have been uh, so lucky to have this guy in net over the last several years. I think it was my episode with Paul Campbell, if you missed that. Tuka appreciation. Please go back and listen to it. Uh, but we have been really spoiled to have gone from Tim Thomas to Tuka Rask in net. I know he wasn't uh, in net when the Bruins won the cup. However, he has led the Bruins back to the final on two occasions and very well would have won the Consmith Trophy in 2019 if it hadn't been for the Bruins shitting the bed on home ice in Game 7 against the St. Louis Blues. So please, no Tuga slander this Christmas, or any Christmas, or any day of the year for that matter. Uh, next, I'm going to uh, give a gift to Tory Krug, and I'm going to give him a contract extension with the Boston Bruins that is both uh, sufficiently compensatory, but also team-friendly. Uh there was word going around here Tuesday that uh, he was about to sign a deal. Um, it was reported by a bunch of people that I've never heard of, so I don't put too much stock into things that aren't, don't come from uh, the team, obviously, or uh, reputable insiders. But I really hope that Tukarask 
Tukarask. Tori Krug remains with the Bruins long term. Uh, he's one of my favorite players on the team. Uh, I've mentioned on the podcast before that I, I'm a bit of a sucker for uh, for little little guys. I hope that doesn't sound inappropriate, but you know what I mean. I'm a big fan of the underdog. Uh, for the diminutive player, and uh, Tory Krug has been a favorite of mine since he broke into uh, the NHL with the Bruins, and I really hope that he remains with the team uh, for the foreseeable future, and so I am gifting him a contract extension. Um, I think uh, it was mentioned on Twitter in response to this question by Jess Belmosto and also uh, William Nickerson, Squill Bill, they kind of addressed both of these things at the same time. Jess mentioned a second line right winger for uh, Jake DeBrusque and David Krejci's line. Uh, William Nickerson suggested Ilya Kovalchuk. I've been on that wagon for uh, several days now, uh, ever since he was released by the Kings. I think it's worth giving him a shot uh, at that position. Failing that, um, yeah, David Krejci definitely deserves to have a uh, a talented, offensively gifted, um, scoring right-hand shot on that line. And I hope that Sweeney can pull off a deal to bring one in sooner than later. Um, on uh, Here on Tuesday against the Caps, it was Danton Heinen who was up in that spot and Anders Bjork played the right side on the third line, um, maybe as a bit of a showcase to see if he could uh, hang at that spot and maybe bump him up to the top six, as he has proven to be pretty defensively solid so far. But um, ultimately, I think this team will be strongest with a third line of Coyle, Bjork, and Heinen, and a fourth line of Nordstrom, Corrali, Wagner, and then DeBrusque, Krejci, uh, ideally, Tyler Toffoli, like I mentioned uh, several times. Uh, Kovalchuk, maybe give him a look. Some sort of high-end top six right-hand shot at that position to round out the lineup, I really think, would be um, a gift to us all, and especially to David Krejci, who deserves it. Um, next, I will gift a uh, fully healed and um, pain-free jaw for Zdeno Chara. Uh, we all know he missed Tuesday's game against the Caps as he is having uh, issues with that surgically repaired jaw. Uh, he had some plates and screws put in it uh, as a result of an injury stu- suffered during last uh, spring's playoffs. Um, and he is getting the plates and screws removed as there was a bit of an infection might hurt his ability to enjoy his Christmas uh, dinner this year but ultimately I hope that he uh, is able to recover from that injury uh, and feel comfortable and um, you know it's it's been amazing to watch him come back this season at 42 years of age and continue to play big minutes for the Bruins clearly not the number one defenseman that he used to be but he is you know, uh, kind of shepherding Charlie McAvoy along and um, just remains one of the game's great leaders, a surefire Hall of Famer, sure to have his number retired by the Bruins when all is said and done. And uh, 
any time that we get to continue to watch him play is uh, is a bonus for us all. And we have been lucky to have him as Bruins captain for so long as well. Also, just to double back on Tory Krug, uh, I hope that he is uh, not seriously injured after uh, getting hit legally, I should add, by Tom Wilson during the Cavs game. He immediately skated off the ice down the tunnel to the locker room and was not on the ice to begin the third period. So uh, hopefully he is not too hurt um, and just kind of precautionary considering uh, the score of the game at the time and uh, the few days break coming up here uh, over Christmas. Uh, who else should get a gift? Um, let's see here. David Pasternak. Oh, yes. David Pasternak, I'm gifting a 50-goal season. He has, uh, you know, on pace for about 60 goals after this game against the Capitals. Um, plenty of time yet to get the remaining um, goals to get up to 50. It would be his first 50-goal season. And, um, hey, why not? Let's just gift him the Rocket Richard Trophy as well because he is a gem. The Bruins are very fortunate to have found him. Not found him, but to have selected him where they did in the draft, late in the first round of the 2014 draft. And uh, a 50-goal season, 100-point season uh, would be amazing. And uh, I really hope that he's able to pull that off. Uh, He has slowed down a bit. Uh, as of late, but um, uh, yeah, he's uh, certainly got all the talent in the world and very capable of hitting 50 this season. Um, Like I said, he's on track for about 60, so uh, 50 would seem like a pretty attainable goal at this point. So uh, here's hoping he can get there. Uh, That's about it for my gifts to the Bruins this season. Uh, Oh, wait, I should mention Charlie McAvoy as well. Did I mention him already? I don't think so. Um, some puck luck would be nice for Charlie McAvoy. He had, heading into the game against Capitals, he had 51 shots on goal, zero goals to his name. Uh, he rang the post the other night. And uh, again, hopefully he can get his offensive game going. Although, like Pete Blackburn and I mentioned the other day, um, his all-around game has really improved the season. He is proving to be a top pair defenseman in this league. And um, it's just a matter of time before he really starts to break out and um, find the back of the net with regularity. But, you know, Bruins have plenty of firepower to um, sustain offensive success. And, um, yeah, they don't necessarily need Charlie McAvoy to score game in and game him out, but... Um, you know, I could see him scoring uh, seven, eight goals down the back half of the season, and that would be a, a very successful season for him. It's time now to end the show with some news and notes from around the NHL. One of the big pieces of news to emerge on Tuesday was the suspension of Jeremy Rodick by NBC for inappropriate comments that he made on the Spitting Chicklets podcast. Spitting Chicklets podcast, not Spitting Chicklets podcast. Um, This from the Associated Press. 
Roenick made a series of questionable remarks about fellow hockey broadcasters Catherine Tappan, Patrick Sharp, and Anson Carter during a recent appearance on the Spit and Chicklets podcast. An NBC Sports spokesman said the suspension is without pay and the network would have no further comment at this time. So what exactly did Roenick say? Uh, Roenick discussed a vacation to Portugal with his wife and Tappan, and he made repeated references to the NBC Sports anchor's appearance and joked about the possibility of the three of them having sexual relations. Roenick said they went on vacation because his wife Tracy and Tappan are good friends. When another resort guest asked about the situation, he recalled, I play it off like we're going to bed together every night, the three of us. If it really came to fruition, that would be really good, but it's never going to happen. Uh, He then praised Tappan as one of the most professional sports personalities I know. Uh, Later in the interview, interview, Roenick called Sharp so beautiful. This is Patrick Sharp. I have to think about if he asked me, I wouldn't say no right away. Um, He then seemed to contrast Sharp's appearance with his and Anson Carter's. He said, it's good to have a beautiful face that talks well and knows the game because it's totally the opposite when me and Anson get on there. Um, Yeah, Roenick, of course, has been uh, an analyst at NBC Sports since 2010. I've seen a lot of uh, people on Twitter question the suspension. Why is it necessary? But, you know, if you're making comments about having sexual relations with a coworker, um, that's unacceptable. And, um, I, uh, appreciate NBC taking steps to, um, yeah, just eradicate that from hockey culture. Uh, I think Dan Carcillo said it best when he tweeted, uh, the following, what used to be normalized in hockey culture is now a fireable offense that goes for hockey management, coaches, players, and members of the media. Things to avoid include racist and homophobic slurs, physical, verbal, and sexual abuse of employees, and womanizing. And um, yeah, Roenick taken to task for this. Time will tell if he's back. Uh, I would expect he would not be there for uh, the Winter Classic between the Nashville Predators and um, Dallas Stars on January 1st, a broadcast that he has played a prominent role on in the past. And, um, yeah, we'll see, uh, where it goes from there. There's not much in the way of, uh, hockey rumors to report as we're in the middle of the trade or move freeze between the 19th and the 27th, I believe. Um, the last I saw on Kovalchuk was that he was going to take the holiday break to kind of assess his options and perhaps make a decision uh, soon in the either in the new year or um, prior to New Year's Eve. Um, John Shannon, formerly of Sportsnet, uh, on the 19th, he said there appears to be some interest for UFA Ilya Kovalchuk. There are several considering signing him, but all want to take time to discuss over holiday freeze with the coach and staff about the role and the fit. Um, so yeah, I guess once the 27th arrives, uh, we'll see if, uh, a decision is made at that time. And, uh, 
where he might land after that. Of course, the uh, Team USA made their uh, final cuts to the roster for those interested in the World Junior Championships. And uh, John Beecher made the lineup. Uh, Of course, a Bruins draft pick this past year. Um, He looks to be slated to play a pretty prominent role for this American team. Uh, So definitely something uh, worth watching over the holidays in lieu of, or not in lieu of, but when the Bruins are off. Actually, these games will be on mostly in the afternoon. So um, keep an eye on Beecher's performance at the World Junior Championship. Other Bruins prospects to watch in the Czech Republic will be Curtis Hall. He also made the American team. Uh, He is, of course, a a 2018 draft pick of the Boston Bruins, uh, selected in the fourth round, 119th overall in 2018. Jacob Lauko will also be playing for the host Czech Republic team. He uh, has been playing for Providence this season uh, prior to being sent back home to play in the tournament, he had four goals and four assists in 18 games for uh, the P Bruins. He, of course, was drafted 77th overall, third round, 2018 by the Bruins. Um, and he uh, will look to make an impact for his home country. That's it for the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast for today. Uh, we will be off uh, over Christmas back on Friday uh, with the next episode. So I. Truly wish you all a happy holidays, whatever you are celebrating over the next uh, few days. Uh, I am very thankful that you all have taken time over the past few months to listen to the Lockdown Boston Bruins podcast. And uh, it means a lot to me that, uh, yeah, you take the time to listen, uh, send me some notes on Twitter, and send reviews uh, and rate the show as well. Uh, I've So glad that people seem to be enjoying the podcast and I truly believe uh, better things are ahead in 2020 and as well as we wrap up the new year with a few games, uh, not the new year, but wrap up 2019 with three more games on tap following the uh, Christmas break. So we'll be back Friday to take a look ahead at uh, the Bruins games over the weekend against the Sabres and... um, yeah, please follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can find me at ENC McLaren. Uh, if you'd like to interact over the holidays for anyone who's feeling lonely or uh, just, yeah, uh, not feeling great over the holidays. I know it's a tough time. Uh, please reach out if you need help. Uh, I posted some numbers to call on Twitter. Uh, if you're having a rough time over the holidays, my DM box is also open. Uh, if anyone needs an ear or just uh, a little moral support over the holidays. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in. I'll catch you again on Friday, uh, December 27th. And uh, I wish you all the best over the holidays. And uh, thanks again for listening. Take care, friends.